and welcome into the round table. And we're going to talk a little bit about how we can survive over the course of the next, say, several months into 2024 and what needs to happen. How is this going to affect the supply chain here as well? Joining me here in studio, Zach Strickland, our head of freight intelligence. And joining us remotely from Knoxville is Dr. Alex Scott, associate professor of supply chain at University of Tennessee. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, Alex, let's start with you. Uh, just general question as of this right now, uh, you got to see a little bit of, of the uh, carrier update or the on the spot uh, report just a second ago there as well. What's your general take on the supply chain forecast over the course of the rest of this year? Yeah, I think we're currently in a down cycle. Uh, this is, you know, trucking and transportation and supply chain in general is a highly cyclical industry. So every two to three years, we go from, from good to bad, depending on what perspective you're looking at. And so from a carrier's perspective, we're on the down cycle. And so that means um, things like conserving cash, parking trucks, uh, easier to get drivers, they get the good thing. But um, yeah, so I think for the short term and the rest of the year, it looks like it's going to be a down cycle for carriers. And at best, sometime next year, maybe prices would get more favorable for them. Um, but that's what I see in the near term. Zach, what are you looking at? Obviously, you just did the on-the-spot segment here as well, but in terms of supply chain as related to trucking, as you saw back there as well, the maritime issue, obviously not going to see the demand in the next few months due to bookings, but how is that going to affect trucking here domestically? Yeah, I think we're still, uh, you know, just like he said, we're, we're, we're in a down cycle for the carrier. It's yeah. going to take a minute, uh, especially coming out of the overheated environment uh, that we're talking about. We've netted about 100,000 new operating authorities since July of 2020. And that's including all of the exits <laughs> and revocations that have occurred over the last uh, seven, eight months, which really haven't accelerated uh, significantly. We've actually seen it kind of stall out and slow down in terms of uh, exits. Um, what I do expect to happen though is over the winter, uh, this is typically where a lot of the carriers tend to just say, I'm done. <laughs> And over the winter, I think we're going to see a lot of that happen. It's going to clear out some capacity. It's not going to be visible. <laughs> it's going to be really, really hard to see. And especially if we're talking about demand starting to erode underneath that. <laughs> so uh, if demand does erode and capacity does exit, the next cycle, I think, uh, you know, just like Alex said, is next year sometime we'll start to see things, even if demand kind of stalls out to to goes down a little bit i think we're going to see a capacity exodus that's going to run up into that at some point gotcha. um alex as you look at this uh what are your biggest concerns relative to um entities staying in business obviously they've got as zach said they've got the option at the end of the year there's not going to be much out there some people may decide that they're going to fold at least for a few months or if not permanently but in terms of those entities that are trying to stay in business what are you most concerned about right now yeah, well, <clears throat> one thing that's occurring is um, fuel prices are going up, and that may continue, and that'll eat cash in the short term because things like fuel surcharges often are lagging. Um, so, you know, carriers are going to have to, you know, take capacity measurement, um, you know, uh, try to reduce their the number of trucks on the road, um, you know, park trucks if they can. Um, any discretionary spending would need to be uh, reduced. Um and then look at their pricings and try to you know monitor prices. And as the spot market maybe starts to tick up early part of next year, then you'd need to be dynamic and react to that. But that's uh, you know these carriers are going to have to watch cash in the short term because it's not going to be favorable um, you know for the rest of the year. I wouldn't think. Imagine they're going to keep an eagle eye on the ledger there as well. Um, what are your biggest concerns moving forward? Yeah, I, I think he hit hit the nail on the head for the carrier. But I I, I want to flip it to the 
you know, the shipper for a second here, because I think one of the biggest risks in this environment is getting a little too comfortable uh, from your procurement strategy standpoint, because this we're still not out of this volatile and Things are down. really good yeah. right now for shippers in terms of rates. You can get lulled to sleep, false sense of security uh, in this environment. We saw it in 2019. Now everybody's gonna blame COVID to be this black swan event that nobody could have predicted. Yeah, but it was already showing up in the data. In late 2019, we saw rejection rates spike above 14% around the holiday. And that was after being relatively subdued throughout most of the year where carriers were just auto accepting freight. And then all of a sudden around Christmas, like I mentioned, you know, a lot of that capacity comes offline. Um, so I think we're heading towards that direction right now. We're still in a very loose environment, but if you're setting bids, you know, bid season's upcoming here. It normally, you know, have most bid implementations are occur between, you know, sometime late fourth quarter, early first quarter. And, if you're targeting that cost, you really are setting yourself up for some service disruption, probably into the second half of 2024. Mm -hmm. um, Alex, as you look at this, uh, we're obviously we're in this uh, down cycle as, as we've, we're very acutely aware of at this particular point. But as it as stands, the, has, have we kind of seen the worst of layoffs, bankruptcies, or after this quote unquote peak, or as Kaylee says, little mountain season uh, gets through this, uh, are we going to see lots more layoffs, lots more bankruptcies as we get to the end of the year? Well, yeah, so that's a great macroeconomic question. I mean, we're going to just have to see what uh, increasing debt levels have done, what things like inflation may be coming back. Uh, so hopefully that stays down. But all of those could be issues with bankruptcies. But we do need to see capacity continue to exit the market. That's the only self-correcting me mechanism in the trucking industry is the lagging capacity to demand, right? So you see the spike in demand, capacity can't scale perfectly. So, uh, you know, capacity needs to continue to exit the market for it to get better for carriers because it's not going to be a big demand spike. Um, so, so yeah, I think you will continue to see some bankruptcies, continue to see owner operators join, uh, you know, larger carriers. Um, so I think you'll see those trends as, you know, until the market returns to being favorable. And it's not, Zach, it's not the same situation where obviously acquisition doesn't eliminate capacity either. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of the larger carriers, I, th I think one of the most interesting things, and, and Craig did a good job in one of his recent articles of highlighting how capacity growth has been occurring at the small carrier uh, level for the last like decade. Uh, and that's been the kind of a transition, the growth of the broker, the growth of the, the ability for them to kind of match the shipper to the carrier has really favored the smaller fleets. Uh, the one to six has been uh, responsible for, I think, about 40 percent of the overall capacity growth over the last decade. So it's it, when we're talking about, you know, capacity exits, that's probably the sector that we're going to see, you know, hit the hardest and the fastest because that's where capacity grows and, and dies the fastest. But from the larger fleet standpoint, when they're leasing on, they're buying up the, those existing capacity, that, that smaller fleet. Uh, if you look at J.B. Hunt, uh, for instance, most of their equipment that they've grown over the last uh, year is all leased on. They didn't go out and buy a bunch of trucks. They just purchased existing equipment. So capacity growth happens at the small carrier level. Yeah, mm -hmm. as well. All right, so here's the question I wanted to get from from both of you here this uh, this morning. Um, obviously, as you've all mentioned, uh, we're in a down cycle. We're going to see an up cycle here, not just in the future, but we've also seen down cycles in the past. Therefore, what have we learned? Or are we learning something this time around that we didn't perhaps know previously? Or are the people that are learning something for the first time 
they weren't in business for the last time we hit the last down cycle there as well. Alex, as you look at it, uh, have, have carriers figured out something perhaps this time around that we didn't know perhaps last time around? Well, this time around is very unique. Um, this was caused by, I would say, two main factors, um, a big pump of money into the economy and then things like the COVID shutdowns, which had a big spike in demand for goods as opposed to services, right? And so we saw that in 2020, we saw that in 2021, and I think even into 2022. Um, so this was kind of an anomalous event. Uh, I, I think the, the, the learning, hopefully, is that you know, the site, the market always turns back. So when you're preparing for that spike and you're building to uh, this, you know, prices increasing in favorable markets, you know, you always got to think six months from now, um, that market's probably going to look another way. You're probably going to turn back down. And so how do you prepare for that? Um, but this is an interesting learning because we've never really experienced a pandemic like this. Um, <clears throat> and so I, th- I would say the takeaway is to, you know, not fall for the short-term blips and think of, you know, think of a year out, two years out. Uh, and what the market might look like. Zach, have we learned anything or are we still just kind of trying to keep up with the Joneses? <laughs> I, l- I love what Alex said there. It kind of reminds me, I'm going to show my inner nerd here, the Star Wars. Uh, the force is always moving towards balance and capacity and supply and demand are always moving towards equilibrium, it, it, whether that's you know going from extreme highs and extreme lows like we're seeing right now. You can never take an extreme situation like we're seeing right now for granted. It is not going to persist. It's not sustainable. You know, you've heard me say it numerous times. And I think that's the lesson I think a lot of companies have taken away from the past couple of years is they can't take their procurement for granted. And, you know, we think commodity prices adjust really quickly. Transportation is a commodity. It is no different. It is. We've seen those prices move just like, you know, we used to see some of the old school commodity prices move. And. That being said, this period, this unusually anomalous, stable 2010 to 2016 era that a lot of people think is normal Mm -hmm. is actually the anomaly. And if you look at the data, even before COVID, we've been in this rocky, volatile, up and down pattern since about 2016. (laughs) <laughs> Interesting stuff there as well. Guys, it's been a wonderful discussion. I wish we could continue it farther, but unfortunately, we've got to hang it up here. Zach and uh, Dr. Alex Scott, thanks so much for joining me for this roundtable. Thank you. We'll take a short break and we'll come back and wrap up this edition of Fruit Waves now after this.